0: I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself.
1: Family Under
2: pressure, sacked by and Williams. Right side, right, has got it.
0: You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you, that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one, the Mims. able to go out and, and lead these guys and just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them and then you get that chance to, to lead them everything that happened that needed to happen for us it almost felt like kind of like a sign like get like a second chance almost
2: yes, extra Running left.
0: maybe a little extra life breathing to
3: welcome to the cockpit my name's ryan and i'll be your pilot tonight I am oh so excited to talk to you boys and girls out there. We are just, what are we, nine days away? Is that right? Nine days away from the NFL draft. Jets sitting at number 13. Is that the pick they're going to end up with? Will there be some type of trade going on with the Green Bay Packers? Maybe with another team? Maybe the Jets look to trade down a little bit, add a little bit more draft compensation. What's going on around the league Jalen Hurts gets a contract. and Williams still sitting out there, possibly looking for his contract. He is sitting out of voluntary workouts right now. So poll question in the chat. and Williams will get paid, dot, 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 by the draft, between the draft and training camp, beginning of training camp, or the extension will not get done this year. Oh, man. Make sure you cast your vote. If you're uh, on your way in, make sure you hit that like button. It goes a long way with helping the channel. And just the discoverability thing, you know, about uh, people finding the channel. And it's free! <laughs> so if you enjoy what you see here, certainly, uh, certainly appreciate it. Now you guys know, at 8.30, we're going to start our call-ins. You get three minutes on the timer, but after three minutes... That's it. You're out of here. That's right, you get the chicken. So we can talk about any number of things. Talk about the Aaron Rodgers drama, the NFL draft, Quinn and Williams, the Jalen Hurts contract, and everything going on around that. And some other jet related things. Whatever you guys want to talk about. Let's see Travis in there, Harlan, Dark Soldier, Eminon, Andrew, Indie Jets r Hank, Duncan, Pedro, Red John, Hennessy, Jerome. Glad to have you guys in the chat. All right, so where do we want to start? Let's start with the, the Jalen Hurts contract, because that's, that's actually pretty interesting, I think. Now, he gets a monster deal. Five years, $51 million a year is what it averages out to. He got like $179 million fully guaranteed for injury. That's a big, big deal. That is a lot of money, especially when you got guys like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson who are all looking for big contracts as well. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how this contract impacts the other contracts. Now, I do like this deal for Jalen Hurts. They, his cap hits, from what I've been seeing, are pretty, pretty modest unless they are showing salary numbers and the cap hits are actually going to be bigger. That's entirely possible too. It's the, the full details of the contract have not fully been released as far as the structure goes, uh, at least as far as I've seen. So uh, yeah, Eagles lock in their quarterback for a long, long time. Now Lamar Jackson, they're like, well, Jalen hurts is a running quarterback. Why can't I get some of that? Joe Burrow's going to get his money. Lamar Jackson's going to say, well, wait a second. He missed a full year with an ACL. What about me? you claiming I'm injury prone. How does it all shake out? Who knows? I would say this. Jalen Hurts got the bag. He deserves it. Got his team to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow got his team to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow. Got very close to getting his team to another Super Bowl. He is a very, very good quarterback. They are going to get monster, monster deals. But I think this kind of washes out the idea of the five-year fully guaranteed contract that Deshaun Watson got. I think they're trying to purge that from the contract pipeline. They don't want to get into a habit, they being the owners, of dishing out that kind of money. That is a whole lot of cheddar to throw into escrow and to just have devoted to a player in a contact sport that is just so dramatically different from any other major uh, sport. I mean, maybe, I guess the hits are similar to hockey. Hockey is violent. <laughs> it has way faster speeds, but maybe not, uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about hockey to know if the collisions are, over the course of a career, the same as an NFL career. But NFL careers are very short. You're talking three and a half years. That is concerning if you're an owner trying to dish out a big contract to one of these quarterbacks. Especially one that could run like Lamar. So, good for Hertz on getting his contract. Now, Jeffrey Simmons got a big-time contract from the Tennessee Titans. $23.5 million a year the defensive tackle gets. Quinn and Williams, same draft class, looking to get his as well. So there was a report that came out, Quentin Williams is looking bef- between $23 and $25 million is what he's trying to get. Yep, that makes sense. That's exactly what I'd be looking for if I saw that same contract from that same person or same player in a draft class as me. And I think I'm, uh, I'm better than he is. So if I'm Quentin, I'm asking for 24. I'm surprised it was even, you know, speculated that it was 23 to 25. I'd be saying uh, 23.6. To 25 thank you very much now I'm a little surprised the Titans gave Simmons that much money they had him under team control you're talking 5th year option next 2 years under the franchise tag for an average of like $18 million a year they were like "Ah, $23.5 million a year as soon as I saw that I was like well there goes the the contract I was hoping Quinnen would be able to get um, based on the leverage that the Jets kind of had but you know what I'm fine with Quinnen getting paid the dude deserves his as well guy played, absolutely lights out, and you saw the difference that was on the field when Quinnen came off the field. So clearly the Jets should be looking some kind of defensive tackle, because if Quinnen goes down, all of a sudden that entire defense changes. So as much as we have our starter in place, and we feel we may be bringing in guys that could be complementary pieces elsewhere, you want to make sure you are dialed in. Dialed in. How are you guys going over there? Hennessy says, Lamar got to prove himself this year. See, I'll throw that on the screen. Hennessy says, Lamar's got to prove himself this year. Yeah, I think that's why you see Odell going there. I think that's why you saw some rumors of uh, DeAndre Hopkins possibly going to Baltimore. Now, Baltimore's just saying like, well, we don't have that much money to throw around. Lamar, how are we supposed to get all these guys? I can see that being a concern. And I would say, yes, Uh, Lamar's got to prove it this year if he's going to play on that $32 million deal. I would like to think he signs a – like a Band-Aid contract, one that could kind of kick the can down the road a little bit. Because he he has proved himself. He's an NFL MVP. The injury stuff. Like if Lamar was – if he had an agent and he was savvy, he would have sat out after 2019 and got the bag. Now, that being said, I thought he was going to continue on this trend. He's been really good about not getting hurt up until the final two years of his contract. And I would be a bad agent (laughs) for uh, for Lamar Jackson because I would have told him to play. But hindsight being 2020, he should have sat out and got himself his money when he could have. Andrew Yale comes in and says, how about Washington getting sold, right? Yeah, Washington commanders getting sold for like just over $6 billion dollars cheddar. Absolute cheddar. Lots of, lots of, lots of money. Um, I would say this. I'm interested. I'm glad Snyder's going to be out because screw that guy. He sucks. Uh, but as far as the commanders and the new ownership, I'm curious to see where, where commanders fans, Redskins fans, Washington football team fans, wherever these guys fall on the spectrum. Do you want to see the Washington commanders stay the Washington commanders is there anything in the NFL rules saying you can't change your team's name with the sale of a team? I would like to think the new owners would like to wash their hands clean of Dan Snyder. I think fans are already probably um, – I don't want to say irritated, but like they I don't think they love the commander's name. Washington football team was probably OK. But now you're forcing people to buy like a zillion different jerseys. <laughs> i feel bad for the fan base but they got to feel a little bit of relief right like because having snyder as your owner was it sucked right like fans understood it this guy was a piece of shit and now you know being out from under him maybe you want to wash the franchise clean of that stench part of me kind of hopes snyder goes out in a ball of flames (laughs) and just starts firing off emails all these different directions that would be funny New ownership, maybe they come in and they say, hey, we need a quarterback. Lamar Jackson, the crosstown guy, because remember, he's playing in Baltimore. Washington, D.C. to Baltimore, not too far. Relatively same fan base-ish. Lamar going to the opposite side of town, different conference. Maybe that's something that could be in the works with a new ownership. Guy's got $5 billion, $6 billion to drop on a team. He's got... What? Quarter of a billion dollars to throw at a at a quarterback? Yeah, pocket change. Don't you worry about it. I, just, I found some loose change in my couch. It's 250 million fully guaranteed. Maybe that's what's going on. William! What's up, William? William. Upgrading his membership to the frequent flyer tier. Thank you, William. It's much appreciated. I think the little sauce thing is supposed to pop up in the corner. I don't know. Maybe I did something stupid and it didn't pop up, but I'm acknowledging you. Thank you so much. You're going to be a part of our members only 10 o'clock mock tomorrow night after the Talking Jets panel. So 1030 after that. Members, you guys come on in. I have, uh, I believe, what did I say we were going to do? We were going to do the Jets are swapping picks with the Packers. We're going to say we're going to 15. They're going up to 13. I don't particularly agree with it, but we're going to see how that sort of works out, where the Jets kind of go from there and how you would make picks based on that type of situation playing out. So we'll see. Hank G says, Hey, if the Bengals don't want to pay Burrow, JD might give him the bag. Yeah. I mean, Burrow or Herbert, if either one of those teams do not want to pay their quarterback and Aaron Rodgers is done in two years, I would give all my draft picks to get either one of those quarterbacks, Burrow or Herbert. Dark soldiers project in Herbert 260, Burrow 275. I don't think it's going to go that high. I think you'll see $55 million a year for the second uh, or for the third quarterback. So Hertz gets 51. I think someone gets probably 53, and then the next quarterback gets 55. Um, I don't think you're going to see it go up to 260 just yet. Fred Hassa says, Hi from Albania. What's up, dude? Glad you're tuning in. Jake Claus. Says, just think in 2025, the Packers will have to pay Jordan Love 60 million a year. Yeah, if they want to keep uh keep Jordan Love, they gotta trade Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, if he stays on that team for the next two years, because he's got 110 million fully guaranteed. If he wants to sit there. Ah, see, Dark Soldier doing the math. Ryan, <laughs> 55 million a year for five years. That is 275 million. Yeah, see, math is hard for me. <laughs> I'm wrong. Whatever. 275. <laughs> but yeah, Jay Claus. Jordan Love getting $60 million a year? Going to be a lot hard. to pay $60 million a year when uh, you got $100 million of dead cap from Aaron Rodgers in 2025. Don't see it happening. Don't see it happening. Uh, Ice Force comes in and says, I feel like Quinnen is asking for a lot less than I would expect. Um, I don't think he's asking for a lot less. I think he's going to get... He's he's gonna he's gonna treat it like a business, right? He's gonna get the twenty three and a half to twenty five million. I think that's perfectly fine for Quinn and Williams. I think he's a better prospect or a better player than than Simmons, and I think he's a year younger too. Actually, um, so it works out kind of kind of well for the New York Jets. I'd be fine with that. Mutt drops in. God, I don't know what I got in my eye, but my eye is hurting right now. What's up, Mutt Files? He says, oh, now you want Herbert. LOL, doesn't sound crazy now, does it? I said in two years. I mean, I would love to have Herbert now, but yeah, in two years. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If the if the Chargers and Bengals don't want to pay their quarterbacks, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. I always say that name wrong. Bengals, the Bengals. <laughs> That's a weird way to say that. Uh, yeah, if either one of those teams don't want to do it, yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm cool with paying him. After the whole Aaron Rodgers experience, let's do it. <laughs> Kikuka Lake fan. Kiuka, Kiuka Lake. You watch McAfee today at all? I did not. They had an old GM Lombardi on, and he was talking about how the Packers have barely any leverage with the Rodgers deal. I just wanted to throw the leverage word out there again. Yeah, look, the the Packers are in an interesting spot because we all know if the Packers want a draft pick in the 2022 or 2023 draft right now, the Jets have a little bit of leverage right now because they could say, hey, look, we're not giving you 13. We'll give you the second round pick. That's the highest we're going to go. And we'll see if that matters it may get to a point where the packers say hey look we're we're fine we got 10 draft picks this year we're gonna sit and wait which is cool at that point the the pendulum kind of swings towards the packers because now you're talking about the jets timeline all right well the jets want to have aaron Rodgers in as soon as possible i would think now that june 1st deadline is kind of where i've been been saying that's when something will get done because i think aaron Rodgers goes to the packers at that point and says all right look I've been holding out. I'm not giving you the 2024 first. That was, you know, unconditionally. No way it's going to happen. Then I think you get to the June 1st deadline and you say, okay, look, we want Aaron Rodgers in. We're willing to give you the 2024 first round pick unconditionally, as long as you eat a portion of that signing bonus. That's going to hurt us on the back end when Aaron Rodgers retires, because you guys sign him to that bad contract. You guys can eat a little bit of that money this year. But you get the first round pick. And I think the Packers would probably be pretty receptive to doing that. I think the Jets are fine with giving up the first round pick in 2024 because you're hoping that pick is going to be between pick 25 and pick 32 anyway. I understand why the Packers want 13. I would want 13 also. That's going to be a top 10 pick you're going to wind up getting. You're, you're, You're saying four quarterbacks are probably going before the Jets. You might have two cornerbacks go before the Jets. And then if you factor in any other linemen that the Jets would not have been interested in like defensively, you're going to get like a top five player at a position of need, most likely offensive tackle, outside chance, maybe at Jackson Smith and the Jigba, the wide receiver out of OSU. But yeah, this whole leverage thing is, is going back and forth. And I would think if the Packers hold out too long, the Jets may say, screw it. i am be like, all right, pay him the 60 million. Let's see what happens. <laughs> We call your bluff. We're going to sacrifice week one of the NFL season. And how much are we going to really sacrifice? Honestly, if you got that late into it and you got to see Zach Wilson limp us through some wins last year on the back of a beast of a team, could you make it through one week to call the Packers bluff? I sure as hell hope it doesn't get that far. (laughs) I I am not advocating for that whatsoever. But if it couldn't get done by the time of uh, training camp, And everyone's pissing in each other's Cheerios. Then maybe someone just says, screw it. And we're just going to wait. You're going to come. We're going to get them at our price. Or uh, you're going to have to try and find another uh, buyer. Doesn't seem like that's the case. Top Provolone. AKA the second slice of cheese on your grilled cheese. He says the leverage for the Packers went out the door when they traded up for love. And now he's going into year four while barely playing. He will want a trade. Well, that's just it, right? Like if the Packers decide they're paying Aaron Rodgers $60 million a year, they're trading Jordan Love because Jordan Love wants to be a starting quarterback right now. He wants to prove it. He wants, he's looking at Jalen Hurts. He says, look at all that money. Jalen Hurts just got. I haven't played at all. And you are preventing me from showing the world that I am worth that kind of money. I would be pissed off if I was Jordan Love. I would think this gets done right in June. I think that's when it's going to happen. I've been saying that for a while now. And I'm all right waiting that long. I have no rush. This trade could happen at any point. Mark says, Ryan, what do you think of D-Hop not wanting to play for the Jets? We well, he probably heard what he was going to have to get paid if he wanted to play here. I don't want to pay him 15 plus million a year. I think he's worth way more than Odell. And uh, I don't want to pay Odell $15 million a year. Any receiver, really. I'd rather hold on to Corey Davis or draft one. So it's almost like, uh, did you guys see the Indomican Sioux stuff? and Sue says the Jets are not a contender and he would not want to play for them. Thanks, Sue. (laughs) I didn't even know we were fucking looking at you. Really, really got us there. Oh, man, and Dominic and Sue doesn't want to play for us. Sean O'Brien says, don't say leverage again. Well, you made me. Way to go. Way to go. What's up, Charles? Good to have you in here. Andrew Yale says he's pumped for the draft. Yeah, I can't wait. NFL draft is going to be awesome. We've got so many people coming on. We got Fireman Ed. We got Johnny Ice Cream. We got Asmin and It and Nanny and Sabo. And I think Jet Central, sort of, maybe, possibly, coming on. He's kind of like a 50 50. But I, did, I did, did, did talk to him. So certainly on the radar. Hopefully it all works out. Franco says Quinn and Williams did mention he would take slight discount if the Jets re-signed his brother. Let's wait and see if that's true. I did not know that. I guess that sort of leads me to uh to feel more comfortable. If he's willing to take $23 million a year, like if that is the uh you know where the bar is set for Quinn, if he takes if he doesn't go for the top money when compared to his peers. I'm not talking about Aaron Donald, I'm talking about Simmons. And, and you know the Leonard Williams and that sort of stuff. If he says like, "Hey, I want 21 million. Give me 21 million a year, you know, four years, five years, whatever you want to call it. Let's get it done. Let's go win some rings, Quinnen. I kiss you myself. <laughs> this I love when. Look, I'm never gonna fault a player for taking making as much money as they can. I won't because it's such a short career. I think it's absolutely important. That players recognize that and they make what they can while they can because the teams are going to throw you out with the bathwater. Look at what's going on with Lamar Jackson. If that is not a testament to how you need to handle your business in the NFL, I don't know what is. If I'm Quinn and Williams, or if I'm a fan and I see Quinn and Williams take less, just like I saw with how I felt with Barrios, I thought Barrios too. You know, last year took. Less money than he could have possibly made elsewhere. Now maybe that's not true. Maybe there there was no market for him, and we totally misjudged it. But when a player takes less money or appears to take less money, that endears him to the fan base. And I already li- really like Quentin Williams, so he does that, dude. I'm buying in. I love the fact that when your star players, I'm not even saying taking a big discount. I'm just saying you know t- taking a little bit less, not not going for the jugular like you could. I'm saying you you get yourself a solid deal. The team clearly respects you. And you're a team player, that sends ripples throughout the entire organization to all these other players. You don't think Tom Brady getting less money up in New England didn't send a statement to the rest of the players on that team? Now, I'm not comparing Quinn to Tom Brady, but uh, when your top players do take a little bit less for the betterment of the team, everyone else starts to buy in. And I think that shows confidence. If Quinnen takes a little bit less and he has confidence in the Jets long-term, he knows he's going to make so much more in endorsements and by winning and all these incentives and everything like that. I think you'll see more players buy in. We'll see. I love it. Sherwin says, sorry, I'm not giving up more than a second for Rodgers if they eat $20 million of his bonus and the Jets are only on the hook for $40 million after two years instead of $60 million, and now you can do a lot more uh, maneuvering later on, I would give up the first all day. 2024 first. I'm not giving up 13. I'm like, I wouldn't give up any picks in this year's draft. I've had like Packers fans absolutely light me up in the comments and they're like, you're ridiculous. Hey, one guy call me a homer. He's <laughs> like, this guy's a homer. I'm like, Yo, listen, dude, what'd you think? This channel was about airplanes? <laughs> of course I'm a homer, a jet fan, fanatic. Not trying to prop up something I'm not. You think the green lights were like, because I really like traffic lights. Stupid takes, stupid takes. Anthony S says, why do I have a feeling the Rogers trade happens on draft night? It very well may happen on draft night. Which is gonna be wild because we're all gonna be sitting here watching it, and we're gonna—the news is gonna break. and like, do 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 and it's gonna be like, oh, 13 is gone. Jets are sitting at fifteen. Oh man, look what just happened. We're freaking out, and stuff's going sideways. Ah, I love it. I love it. I don't want it to happen draft night, but if it had to happen at one time, that's when you'll get the reactions, right? <laughs> Myself, O'Leary, Greenbead. Talking smack about the rest of the league. Talking about the prospects coming out. And then, boom, Aaron Rodgers news hits. We shall see. Sean says, Ryan, who's your first prospect for the offensive line? And do we get a center in the second round? Um, I do think we get a center in the second round. I think it's going to be either one of John Michael Smith's. Uh, Tipman, the center from Wisconsin. Whipler? 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 From Ohio State. I like Stromberg from Arkansas. Patterson from Notre Dame, although he's probably a little bit later. Stromberg too. Stromberg's probably projected to be third or fourth round. But I like the center uh, in the second round. I think that's important. As far as the first offensive line prospect, the guy I'm kind of hoping the Jets would will get is, uh, you know, I would like to see the Jets get Broderick Jones. For me, the upside there is so much higher. I shouldn't say so much, so much higher, but the fact that he's played two years in the SEC and Georgia's won, what is it, back-to-back championships now? Clearly he's doing a halfway decent job considering he's never given up a single sack. I would sign up for that, personally. I think there's a lot of room to grow. But honestly, if we get Paris Johnson Jr., Skaronsky, either one of those... Be fine with that as well. Randy says, Ryan, not sure if you caught Buffalo Jet fans, Jets mock last night, but the consensus between the guys seemed to think it happens on draft night. Um, I did not. Who, uh, did he have people on with it? The consensus seems to think the Jets happen, it happens on draft night. I don't understand why it would like, as much as people keep saying this and like, I understand that the draft is a pressure point that could trigger a trade for both teams. If I'm the jets, what is the benefit of doing it on draft night or before draft night? Like I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me because you're the only team (laughs) in contention for Rogers. Why would you want to give up another starter? Unless the Packers are willing to take as much, uh, you know, if they're willing to eat salary cap now for the Rodgers contract, and they say, hey, if you, you know, if you try to do this June 1st, we're not gonna eat any salary cap. If there's like some sort of reason as to why they wouldn't do that, there has to be a benefit for the Jets to to want it to get done by the draft or during the draft. That's just me talking. I, look, I... Maybe the Jets are just good guys, and they're like, hey, look, we don't care about the leverage. Let's just get it done. It really is about this 2025 conditional pick. Look, Packers, you know you want to trade them. We want them. We're not trying to lowball you. Second this year, conditional pick next year. Safety for us in 2025 if he retires after this season. Yeah, look, I'm fine with that. I'd be fine if that happened, but I still don't think the Jets have to. I really don't. I think the Jets could just sit and wait. And the way that Robert Sala was talking about, we could wait till training camp. You don't have to necessarily be in there for training camp if the quarterback knows the coordinator and understands the system. Sala said that. <laughs> he said that. It doesn't strike me as happening before the draft. It really doesn't. Cuca says, Patterson played guard this year. He would be higher if he stayed at center. Yeah, he kind of, he shot himself in the foot a little bit. He wound up switching from center to guard this year uh, at Notre Dame, and he did not come out last year. Last year, he might have been like a second round pick. This year, I think at best, you're looking fourth round at him. Um, I wouldn't mind going that route. Uh, And Harlan bringing up the Stromberg, uh, Ricky Stromberg from Arkansas can also play guard. I like Stromberg a lot. That's, That's the route I would prefer to go but now that we don't have a third round pick i'm less confident that he's going to get there in the fourth round um so i feel like i'm i'm almost pinned into taking a quarterback in the second which is okay sean says did you see how they compared skaronski to avt wouldn't that be friggin' real yeah so i think they're comparing him more so because of his shorter arms and how um AVT went from tackle to guard as well. I don't actually know the play styles between the two. I would imagine, you know, the nasty streak would be good. If you could get someone that could mimic AVT, I like that. I just, I would prefer the tackle. Midflare says, bro, may just be me, but the stream is extremely spotty. Uh, guys, let me know if there is a any issue with the stream. So right now I'm simulcasting YouTube, Facebook, Twitter for the draft. I'm probably gonna drop that down to two streams, which should make things move a lot more smoothly. Uh, I'll probably just do Facebook and YouTube during the draft. Uh, you guys are saying it looks good to you? Perfect. I don't know what happened, Midflair. See if you could turn down the the quality. Maybe there's something on that. I, I think I'm sending this out 1080p, 30 frames a second. Gotta see. Randy says Buffalo Jeff Van had on had Gunny Chaos Tego Shine. I don't know if I know who Shine is. Uh, Y2K. They drafted every team until pick 43. Oh, very cool. I'm actually myself, O'Leary, and Greenbean Bean. Well, Greenbean's doing his 10 o'clock thing next Monday, uh, and O'Leary and I are going to be on that. We're doing a mock draft. I don't know uh, exactly the structure or whatnot. I think we're doing the first round, though. So my guess would be we each have, you know, a certain amount of picks throughout the first round. Uh, let's see. Jeremy says, I think the Rodgers deal is already decided on Uh, Decided upon and all but finished. It feels like at this point they are just dragging it out for the most climactic ending to the whole situation. You know, the whole sports entertainment thing, views and ratings. That's what I kind of predicted as well. Um, But I predicted it in a different way. The draft is already a juggernaut as far as like stuff going on. So why would you want to compound it with Aaron Rodgers news when you have May, June, July where it's gonna be dead as far as football news goes? So for me, I think it would make sense for the league to know this trade's gonna get done, be able to build their schedule in May based on this trade getting done. And then I think also having uh you know, what was I gonna say? Having um Having those three months filled with, hey, Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. It's filling up airwaves. People are talking. People are making money on that now because they could sell ad revenue and all that good stuff. So for me, I see see this side of things, Jeremy. But I also see, like, if the Jets are going to get hard knocks, man, it would be really attractive to kick off hard knocks with, like, Aaron Rodgers. What's going on? Here's the behind the scenes of it going down. I could see that happening. Guy's saying Shine is Nick Shine. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, may- maybe I just don't know. Is that like a YouTube guy, a Twitter guy? Maybe I know the face and I don't know the name. Mike says, hey, Ryan, where did you get that shirt? Got the link. That Gotham green is 100% fire. Ah, I love it. This is actually a really comfortable shirt. Um I would say it's a little, shrunk a little bit, or I got a little fatter, one or the other. Um, Not, it's not like, it's not all cotton. There's definitely some cotton poly blend going on. Um, I got it from the Jet Shop. That's where I got it from last year. So I don't, it's probably not available anymore, but I get a lot of my stuff through the Jet Shop, and it's really, I I really like their stuff. I I don't mind paying a little bit more for quality clothing. Um, Especially when I'm on camera talking about my damn team. (laughs) want to be comfortable. Hanging out. Ooh, here's a good question. I like this one. And then we'll we'll get over to the call-ins in just a sec. Uh, Johnny Bravo says, who is going to wear number zero? And who would you want to wear zero? I heard a tweet or saw a tweet that alluded to Brees Hall possibly going towards that number. Uh, I think that would be cool. I don't know who I want to see. It. Zero almost feels like a defensive number, like like either a linebacker or like some type of lethal weapon on the defense that could really like knock the piss out of you. Johnny Bravo says I want a Brees Hall zero jersey. I'm cool with anyone anyone wearing zero. I think I think it's gonna be fun. Someone's got to wear it this year, and you can't have like you know the backup quarterback or like the you know the third string defensive lineman <laughs> or something squirrel. like it's got to be a statement player going into the number zero it would be cool if rogers came in and he's just like "Hey, i'm not gonna wear 12 i'm gonna be the first one in jet history to wear zero but then you'll wind up having like oh man that's how many rings he won as a jet fan right <laughs> as a jet quarterback oh man i don't know we'll see Johnny Bravo says Q could wear a zero. Could you imagine if Quinn wore a zero and everyone just slapped like a you know a dollar sign over the, the bottom of the O, <laughs> and that's the Q? Dude's going or not dollar sign, a uh, a single dollar. That's like the little Q. What's that little line called? Little line on the Q. There's a, there's a name for that. I don't know what's called. Oh, Muttvile says, I want to see a nasty edge rusher wear zero like Battle War X in the longest yard. That would be cool. Yeah, right. Like it seems like some type of X Factor type of guy. Oh, I didn't see this. Mike says uh, Garrett Wilson going back to number five next year, confirmed by him. Interesting. That sucks for all the people that wound up wearing number 17. I don't love. Did we. Who's number five? Flacco, I guess? Is that why Wilson couldn't get it? That's stupid. I don't know. Good for him. I'm uh, glad he's going back, I guess. Whatever. Our punter should wear zero. Yeah, I mean, I'd be fine with a kicker. Like, if your kicker was always zero. Although, I guess punter... <laughs> you don't want a kicker that scores zero points? I, I don't know. The whole zero thing is cool. Oh, Mike White had five. Well, I'm an idiot. I'm have my pilot hat on too tight. Of course... Mike White was number five. Dumb. (laughs) Backup quarterback couldn't give up the number to the top 10 first-round pick. It's all right. I get it. Wait your turn. Kaiser says, I have a number 17 jersey. I'm pretty sure if the guy changes the number within a year, there's usually some type of buyback program. Like, uh... Although maybe that's under special circumstances. Like if a player is traded, maybe if the player himself changes the number, maybe that's not the case. I would look into it at the very least. Pooch guy says Hertz and Quinnen have the same agent. I bet the focus is now on Quinnen. Yeah. I mean, that would kind of suck, right? If you're Quinnen Williams and you're paying all this money to representation, you're like, Hey, I, you know, I understand you're getting his deal done, but you're, you're putting me on the back burner. I should pay you a little bit less because clearly I'm second in a line to the quarterback, which, you know, money, size of contract is important. Yeah, I think now that, I didn't realize that Hurts had the same agent until today. I saw that. I could see him getting a bunch of money. Roland says Quinnen would be ground zero. That's an interesting way to think of that. Our next center should wear double zero. Yeah, I don't know why that didn't come back. Like, why bring back zero or not back? Why bring zero and not the double zero? I think double zero looks better than zero. Although I guess it depends on the guy. I would say a lineman, either offensive or defensive, would probably look better in double zero <laughs> due to the size of their chest and gut. Uh, And then maybe one of the skinnier guys. Like Sauce looks good in one because he's like skinny as a rail. Robbie Anderson looked good in 11. He's now in Miami, which like, I don't care (laughs) at all. Is he gonna have a little extra juice? Maybe. We'll see. J-Boy says, Ryan can't stay catching the pod tomorrow. Go Jets. If you guys want to catch uh, either the Monday or Tuesday show in podcast form, I do upload it to Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts. I don't know; it does it does come out. So if you guys don't want to kill your battery watching a stream or something, you can watch it the next day via via podcast. All right, let's uh, let's take this off the screen, and I think we should go over to a few call-ins. I'm gonna put the link in the chat. I'm gonna pin it in the chat. And where's this? Bam! So click on the pinned comment in the live chat. If you're watching on Facebook, you gotta watch it on YouTube, because there is no, uh, I can't pin a comment on a Facebook um, post that I'm aware of. We'll have to see how that all goes. All right, we got Charles coming in. Charles, how you doing tonight, brother? Good, Ryan. How are you? I'm hanging in there, just getting ready for draft weekend. I'm very, very excited.
4: Same here, man. I'm very excited for it too. I think I don't think uh, this year's draft will be as as amazing as last year's draft, but I hope it's a good one. Last yeah, year it's hard draft, hard to compete with that, year. right?
3: Like that's I mean, you're talking all time great draft. I, I'd I'd settle for like top fifty all time. <laughs> yeah, um,
4: Harlan was just mentioning the fact that the last great NFL great to wear double zero was Jim Otto of the Raiders, and I'm like, that dude was a legend, one of the greatest centers ever.
3: Oh, interesting. I did not know that. That is awesome. I didn't realize zero was a number in the NFL at any point. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I just—I guess I've never just seen it.
4: Jim Otto was off the chain, man. I mean, if you've watched his highlights, or better yet, if you've ever watched the NFL Network's Top 100 Greatest Players of All Time, Jim Otto Mm -hmm. made the list, and he was a beast, man. The guy played Mm. all his entire career with the Raiders, was in their first Super Bowl appearance, Um, played a little bit with Kenny Stabler, may his soul rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um he was great man he was off the chain. Um Look um
3: <sighs> How are you feeling about the uh, the draft? Where you where you leaning? You still thinking offensive tackle? You thinking wide receiver? How's this first round? I wouldn't uh, mind a
4: wide receiver, out? but I think we should go with an offensive tackle.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I wouldn't mind Paris Johnson or uh, Broderick Jones, but honestly mm-hmm. I understand some people told me before that this would be an incredible reach, mm-hmm. but I want the Jets to get John Michael Schmitz, that center from Minnesota. At thirteen. At thirteen? If he's still there, I know some people will consider him
3: to be a first no. Round pick. Absolutely not. <laughs> I would be so upset, Charles. No, I don't want to take. A, there's so many good for. No, there's I'm so many good centers be in this in draft.
4: Thirteenth overall pick, but I'm saying in the first round.
3: Like uh, okay, okay. Say, so maybe a trade down. I don't mind reaching at the tail end of the first first center. That I'm okay with.
4: Yeah, I'm not saying get him at 13 overall pick. Like, that would be insane. I don't know why I was mm-hmm. saying what the hell's wrong with this guy. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, what I'm saying That's is right. like get him in the first round, is what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying get him at mm-hmm. 13, because that would be sure, ridiculous, sure, sure. but get him at like maybe trade down and get him maybe trade back. Mm-hmm. Like, remember what the Jets did with the Elijah. Not with Eli, with um, Jermaine Johnson. They traded back into the first round to get him. Sure. I would do the oh, yeah. same thing for John Michael Spence.
3: I'd be fine with that. I think you get him on my five-year contract. I think that's important. It depends what it would cost you to get up to that point. Um, I, don't, I don't think you necessarily have to unless you are overly sold on that particular center. Charles, thank you so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Here. Uh, all right, we got AZ Jets up next. AZ Jets, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit.
2: What's up, Ryan? Can you hear me?
3: I can hear you loud and clear. How are you feeling today? I guess it's daytime over by you. you, Arizona, doing? right? <laughs> Very cool. How are you feeling about this uh, this upcoming draft?
2: So, I don't know. I just have, I love Broderick Jones. I think he could mm-hmm. be a great tackle left or right side in the future but everything in my body is telling me to trade back in the first and mm-hmm. get the tackle out of tennessee have beckton mm-hmm. that laugh tackle with brown mm-hmm. as his backup mm-hmm. uh, our other backup right tackle and i think with i don't know what the capital will get maybe an extra mm-hmm. second round pick and a future pick mm-hmm. but all of the value in this draft is in the second third fourth round so we can get two more picks by dropping back in the first sign me up
3: yeah i completely agree i do think that the the value is between rounds two through four and the jets needs just happen to fall in those rounds aside from tackle like if the jets feel they have the left tackle taken care of with Beckton in some capacity and they think sliding back to you know mid-20s could get them another you know right tackle and you have both guys figured out and now you're adding mid-round picks you safety center linebacker guard. Those are defensive all tackle, second through second fourth or defensive tackle. Yup. All those positions are strong in the middle parts of the draft. You could find starters there. The jets already have cornerback figured out They already have mark. the quarterback eventually figured out. Um, yeah, I'd be okay with that. I, I think
2: I talking to Larry about how that safety hmm? out of Boise state is six, four, like two 10. Oh, is that S- Skinner? Yeah, I'm okay with that.
3: He didn't I think something happened
2: to him. I was going to mix it up.
3: Yeah, I thought something happened to Skinner. I feel like he lost his – is it J.L. Skinner? Is that right? I feel like it is. I
2: think that's right, yeah.
3: What like, he's happened? He's a big
2: boy. And that guy, he that is. guy flies the ball.
3: Uh, now I'm just trying to see if there was – the chat will let me know if something happened. I feel like something happened yeah. to him. But, yeah, I, I'm cool with safety. And a guy that size, you can't teach size, right? Like, that's one of the bigger things.
2: You can And hopefully he actually knows how to tackle, unlike the safety that we have now. So maybe he can teach Whitehead a few things if Whitehead's still on the team.
3: Yeah, I think we carry Whitehead until training camp, and then maybe we approach him about restructuring his deal, dropping his cap hit a little bit. I don't want to move off of him because of you know his knowledge in the system for a year, but him missing tackles bugged the shit out of me. I could not... Uh, I would be That's fine if they cut him. The boy catch
2: will be in my memory forever. Just oh, just right. Yeah. I'm just
3: sitting there like, you've <laughs> got to be kidding me. <laughs> it just comes up, plays a boom, away, and like just. Pop Warner out there. Yup. Right. It runs right down the field. That was like a 65 yard play or something crazy. AZ hey, Jets, yeah. thank you so much for the call, brother. You have been ejected from the cockpit. All right. Up next, we got Matt. Matt chiming in. Matt, how you doing tonight, brother? Yo, what up? How you doing? Hanging in there. How are you feeling about this upcoming draft, the Quinn and Williams potential contract, Aaron Rodgers stuff? What's on your mind? Uh, I'm not
5: worried about the Quinnen deal. It's going to get mm. done, but I think their priorities right now is Rodgers, and then when that gets mm. done, and after, I think it's going to happen after the draft and before mm. the beginning of training camp. I don't know what you think. What do you think is going to happen?
3: Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think you figure out the Rodgers stuff first. And then you figure out Quinnen because, I mean, look, Quinnen can sit and wait and he knows any other guys that are going to get signed before him. He's going to get, you know, that plus a dollar more. That's basically how I'm kind of looking at it. And it's almost the same way with like Lamar Jackson. Like it's smart for Lamar to wait to see Hertz get paid, Burrow get paid because it's just only going to push his value higher and higher as it goes. And for Quinnen, you know – I kind of said deadlines make things happen and the training camp deadline, when things start becoming mandatory, I think that's when a Quinn and Williams contract will ultimately get done. I think you are, are right now, whether that's, you know, a day into training camp, just before training camp, I hope the jets do right by Quinn. And if decides he doesn't want to take like the max deal that he could get, then, you know, I'm endeared to (laughs) Quinn. I would love that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm expecting him to get, you know, his get his 30 25 uh 23.5 to 25 million five dollars. Years. You think it's 5 years?
5: I hope so. I think it I, I really
3: hope so. So I think it's not going to be that. I think it's going to be a four-year extension to be a five-year deal in the end. And that's just because Quinnen is so young. Mm -hmm. I could see him Mm -hmm. wanting to cash in on another $100 million contract at 28 years old or 29 years old Mm -hmm. as opposed to like locking in. I used to think like uh, Kirk Cousins when he was – uh, leaving Washington. I was like, oh, you know, we'll give him a six-year deal, stretch it all the way out, it'll be great. And then it's like, oh no, he took a three-year guaranteed deal because he knew his contract value would get that much higher. So I, I think yeah. players are almost willing to to risk it a little bit, depending on position. Quinnen, I think, is yeah. one that could do that.
5: And for the draft, I'm hmm. really ideal to trading down because the one position that we every Jeff fan know we're going to go with is offensive mm-hmm. lineman. Unless we go JSN, what I just, I just mm-hmm. don't want to do that because I think our receiving core is good. And I think we are going to mm-hmm. draft a receiver, but I think it's going to be a day two or day three pick. And mm-hmm. I would love to trade down with, like, Pittsburgh. They mm-hmm. I think they're the 17th overall pick, or Detroit, because I think one of the good corners is going to slide down and they're going to fall to us and we don't need a corner. And maybe mm-hmm. they'll look to trade up and get one, and then we trade back, get an extra third-round pick. And then mm-hmm. we could start we could go with that guy from Tennessee. I don't think Broderick mm-hmm. Jones would be there if we trade back, but I think if we can get the guy from Tennessee who's like 6'5 and he's a great build, I would like to do mm-hmm. that a lot. Or what a lot of Jets fans probably wouldn't like to do is go Nolan Smith. I just think his ceiling Ooh, is very high.
3: I love Nolan Smith. I really like there's yeah. one player in this draft I really like Nolan Smith. I can't find a way that makes sense for us to take him. Like, even in a trade down, I would, I would say that might be ill-advised. But, man, I really like him. <laughs> like, as far yeah. as a player goes and a personality, like, that guy is it. I love him.
5: The only problem Ugh. with him is his injuries. But I, lo- I love well, him. Well, his size
3: mm-hmm. is also, like, really odd, too. Like, you wouldn't use him as a hand-in-the-dirt-edge rusher. He would be more of your linebacker. But, man, he's still, like – his – testing numbers are off the charts but his metric numbers are like,
5: he ran, like a, he ran a four three and he's an address here. it's insane
3: yeah it was like a four two nine i think or no it was four three nine right i think it was four three four it was a
5: four three nine
3: wild matt thank you so much for the call you've been ejected You're from ready. the cockpit oh, mr mud files how you doing dude how goes it uh, how are you ryan having a lo- good evening right now what about yourself I'm having a wonderful night. I had work this morning. Get home, get to talk a little football with you guys. Getting amped up for the draft. How are you feeling? What are you What are you feeling about this? Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers trade stuff, the draft stuff, Quinn and stuff. What's going on?
0: Quinn, I feel like I keep seeing on Twitter though it's going to be like a four year, like hundred million dollar deal. That's what a lot of people want twenty five million a year every year. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. though, definitely, especially with uh, mm-hmm. Quincy being here. But mm-hmm. if Jalen Carter falls to 12, do you take him or do you still go with the offensive tackle, yes or no?
3: So I don't want Jalen Carter. I've actually taken him off my draft board specifically for <sighs> – I feel like it's worse for me than Kayvon Thibodeau was last year. Like there was something about Kayvon's personality that just kind of didn't sit well with me. And maybe we saw a little bit of that with like the Snow Angels that he was doing at, you know, partway through the season. But with Jalen Carter, you saw someone who got – there were some personality concerns. I believe it was in December. The accident happened in January. He goes to the combine. He gets pulled away from the combine, which, you know, fine. I understand that. Things happen. He comes back. But then he gets to his pro day and he's overweight and he has horrible drills. It's like, dude, like you, you've, you screwed up your combine because of the, the poor decision making you already had. You come in overweight and you look sloppy at your pro day. Like this is your biggest job interview of your career and now all of a sudden you're saying hey we're not going to I'm not interviewing with teams outside the top 10. Dude go kick rocks. <laughs> like I don't care. Like if he winds up falling down as much as he's a need at defensive tackle, I would rather pass on him and get what's the other guy's name? Canty? I would rather I go so. with him because of the personality issues. That that's my gut feeling. Like, I don't think he's a Joe Douglas captain player. Like you're sending a statement pick when you're taking someone in the first round and that it doesn't feel like it jives with us.
0: I hate on that. I hope Douglas can just get the Quinn contract done already, because to me, that's really important. Not only for future jazz, like you said before, though, like sauce Garrett breeze, mm-hmm. but even though we didn't draft him, this would be the first player he ever like extended who's like a top five, top 10 player in that respective position.
3: Yeah, it's so, huge. I mean, you, you, everyone's looking at him, right? Like I, if I'm sauce, if I'm AVT, if I'm Garrett Wilson, I'm just like, all right, how is this guy handle this? Like, I, not that they were on the team, but like we saw how Marcus May was kind of handled. We saw how Jamal Adams was handled. Like this is really the first guy worth his salt to get paid. And will Joe Douglas do it? And I think he definitely will. I think the, the positional value, you know, going from a safety to a defensive tackle, clearly a defensive tackle. We saw what happened when Quinnon went off the field. You didn't see anything different when a safety goes off the field for the New York Jets. So I think it does get done. 4 years, 25 million a year. I could see that getting done. I hope it's not quite that high. Did Simmons get 4 years, 23.5 million a year? Is that what it was or did he get 5 years, 23.5 million? I don't actually know. I thought it was close to 100 million. So it's probably it's probably, it's probably four. I was trying to say chat said it. Yeah. Um, I guess do you four, watch anything, four years do you watch
0: anything outside or no outside of football. Like, are you watching anybody for New York in the playoffs this year or no?
3: So like, I which team?
0: Knicks, Nets, Rangers, Devils. Yeah, I see. There you go. Well,
3: that's 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 which why ones? I was asking. <laughs> which one are you which trying to trick them? me here? <laughs> No, I got to watch What is it? The, uh, the devils play devils, Rangers play tomorrow. I think, I think it's the 18th. Um, I've started to get more into hockey last year. I followed the, I've been only to one Rangers hockey game, one hockey game in general. So I, I would consider myself more a Rangers fan in that respect. Um, I would, so I will pull for them, but I don't, I'm not super savvy in all the other sports basketball. Um, I would root for the Knicks obviously, but I don't uh, I don't follow them close enough to know who's who, you know who's better at which positions and right. scoring and whatnot and trades. I just I'm not that dialed in. Then baseball, okay, I'm, I'm in between Jersey Mets and Rangers Yankees. Fans. I don't care. <laughs> what right. was
0: that? No, I said Jersey. I got family members are Rangers fans, so I have to root for them. Mm-hmm. Basketball, I follow really more of like the players because like the last time I was really into the basketball, the Nets were still in mm-hmm. Jersey. That's oh, that wow, was my so- team. Was the Nets because yeah, l- l- they were in Jersey. They're all good.
3: Now, did you and just baseball, say screw it when they went to Brooklyn or did you like no, I understand I players with, I start, being I the... them,
0: though? But there's other teams I started like to like this other content creator I watched. though. he mm-hmm. he's a Suns fan, right? But mm-hmm. he was a Suns fan before they even got Devin Booker. Like when they mm-hmm. turned to that, yeah, yeah. he was down the nose. And it reminded me of the Jets so much, though, when how we were and now mm-hmm. what we're doing. So with the Suns, i have a little bit of a a love for them. Soft spot. Because I understand it. I understand the pain because I'm a Jets fan. Of course. Yeah. We're Jets fans. We understand it.
3: I try to like when I I was seeing my Jets and then I saw like a a lot of my buddies are like, oh, I'm a Mets fan. I'm a, you know, a Knicks fan. And they're going through all these different things. I was like, oh, dude, that's a lot of sadness. I don't know if I can handle that. I I was born into the Jets fanhood. Maybe I'll pick a a team... (laughs) That wins a little bit more than than us. I uh, I don't know. I I understand following players in basketball though, because I I would say I tend to fall more in line with that. I'm more of a casual fan than any sort of diehard fan. I won't pretend to be any sort of big Knicks fan at all, but um, I would root like the Knicks would be my team if I had to pick one. Um, right. As far hey, as players, ooh, okay, let's go. Fire away.
0: I won't now. I may cut you off on that one though. I got one more for you though, because I know you got other people coming on. But do you see us making a trade like out when the drafts over for like besides Aaron Rodgers for like a receiver Mm. outside linebacker like that?
3: Um, I don't think so. I it would have to be something that like something squirrely that popped up where a player like was disgruntled with his team and the Jets were like, that's a missing piece. We could change his personality here. Maybe it's someone on a rookie contract that's not going to impact our cap as much. And then we have to give a higher draft pick because of it. Um, I just don't think I don't think we necessarily need to. And I don't know who that player would be that's out there. Um, I think once the Rogers trade is done, I don't think we're trading for a receiver. You know, maybe some some lower level player with like a swap of late picks or something. But I, I don't think anything major. Mutt Viles, right, I got you. I love you, but you've See been you ejected from the cockpit. See <laughs> <laughs> love you my vials all right next up we got william joining the show william how you doing brother ryan how are you i'm hanging in there how you feeling about this draft the quinn and williams stuff the aaron Rodgers stuff uh, what's, what's going on in your head
1: i tell you there's a lot going around it, it, in this time of year sometimes it's typically, typically a little bit of a down period before the, dra- the uh, draft so I'm kind of mm. happy that uh, we have uh, you great youtubers to keep us abreast of everything but I, I, I got a quick comment on on Quinn and Williams I'm uh, yes yeah, sure. uh, I'd love Quentin Williams I really really do but but mm. I will say I'm a little disappointed in him that he's mm. um, he's sitting in the, the voluntary workouts I just think it it kind of it, mm. it
3: oh William are you still there William, if you can hear me, call back in and I'll pick you back up. You, you kind of died on me on this side. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of go off where you were talking about there with with Quinn and Williams and, and missing some voluntary workouts. Quinn told us at the end of the season, hey, are you going to skip voluntary workouts or are you going to skip camp at some point? uh, in the future. And Quentin said, yeah, I'll skip voluntary workouts. And I'll be honest. I don't really mind him doing that. I think he was upfront about it. It didn't seem like he was malicious. It's like, Hey, look, I just got to make sure I get, I protect number one. You got to protect number one first. And once he gets paid, he'll be there. I don't have any questions with that. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not a huge, I don't think it's a huge issue. I'm fine with him missing the voluntary stuff. All right. Up next, I got Zach calling in Zach. How are you doing tonight, brother? Zach, can you hear me? How you doing, man? Not too bad. Hanging in there. How are you feeling about this Quinn and Williams stuff, the NFL draft, Aaron Rodgers, all that good jazz?
1: Uh, so far, I feel all right about it. Um, Aaron Rodgers' stuff will get done sooner than later. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, looking at this draft, it's a good opportunity mm-hmm. to help us build that championship team. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with everyone about training back. Steelers are looking mm-hmm. to trade up. They're four spots behind us. Hopefully, get their I like second that. round pick. You know, I really like that Darnell Wright guy as well. Just because mm-hmm. I like someone who's been at right tackle their whole life.
3: Mm-hmm. I do like that. I I wonder if Joe Douglas is gonna want someone that's I don't want to say pigeonholed into just right tackle. Like he he seems to value positional flexibility, which is sort of why I. I don't know. I guess Broderick Jones has only played left tackle, but I uh I'm cool with trading down. If you could pick up an extra second round pick or a third round pick and you kind of fill out more of that middle part of the draft, I really like that route. Now, with any picks you would gain by sliding back, are there certain positions you'd want to target in that second, third round, assuming that's where the pick wound up?
1: Well, ultimately i've been hearing brian Brees is going to slip into the second round but i don't know if that's true or not because he looks like mm. a dog honestly in my opinion
3: now do you want to go with a center at all there in the second round
1: yeah john michael schmitz i feel like a lot of teams are looking at him but ultimately he's my second priority after a tackle um mm. if we can get that guy i have uh, one of the receivers like Mm. Uh, not add uh probably addison if Mm. if he's available late in the second round if we get a late second round pick
3: yeah i'm I, i feel like if we slide down and let's say let's say we lose one of the seconds we pick up an extra second from sliding down and we lose one of the seconds in an aaron Rodgers trade so we have two i want one to be a center and i do like the idea of going defensive tackle there um who, I'm not exactly sure. Mozzie Smith, I believe, was one of the ones that were kind of floated around there. I don't know if that was second or third round that people were projecting him. Um, defensive tackle is a huge need, though. I mean, after Quinn and Williams, we're kind of... Yeah, we don't have a whole lot behind him. So that's going to be a major, major need.
1: No, definitely. Like and especially like with like, us putting like a second-round tag on Bryce Huff. Mm-hmm. not sure what...
3: Yeah, could he possibly get snatched up by Not someone looking sure at an edge him, rusher?
1: But he's a big right? body that might be able to fill into that D tackle role.
3: Yeah, I think I see him more as the more as the edge rusher. And maybe there's a situation where they slide JFM in a, a little bit more frequently. I don't know. We'll see where it all heads. Zach, thank you so much for the call. We've been ejected from the cockpit. William, I saw you trying to call back in. I'll pick you up as soon as you, you pop in there. seems like it's been kicking you in and out of the the stream, so I don't know if that could be an internet thing. If you're on your cell data or something and it's just a little spotty. Seems like an internet thing, though. All right, let's see. Try to get you. All right, William, can you hear me? Why is this not working? I don't understand it. I don't know. You definitely can't click out of the link. I think if you click out of the link or you're maybe, oh, <laughs> he's gone again. <laughs> I wonder if that, could it be, um, I don't even know. I'm not sure. You could try it on your browser. Oh, but you gotta, you just gotta have a microphone, I guess. You don't have to, I don't know if it'll let you click through without showing the camera. Troubleshooting this stuff sucks. <laughs> Trust me. I've dealt with it so many times. It's super frustrating. I've had, you know, my computer shut down, my internet drops and fingers crossed the internet seems to have been stable. I think this program that I'm running is a little bit more forgiving when the internet connection does drop. I got myself a clicker. Check this out. This thing's a light switch that mounts on the wall and my router's all the way down to the basement. <laughs> Two stories down. So this, I have a little outlet that my router's plugged into. I click off, turns it off, I wait 10 seconds, and I click on, and it reboots it back up. And that's because it uses a radio signal instead of Wi-Fi. Brilliant. All right, we got Mark joining the show. Mark, how you doing tonight, brother? Oh, Mark, you didn't listen. You got to listen to the, uh, the the little link. When you click on the link, it says turn off your audio from whatever TV you're listening on. And you got to talk to me through the phone. Because if you talk to me through the phone, then I'll be able to hear you. Let's try this again, Mark. Let's see. Mark, can you hear me? you want to go with a center all there? Mark, 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 Mark.
1: I feel
3: like a lot of look at him but ultimately he is my second priority after attacking. all right mark you're getting ejected from the cockpit ah see focus buddy hit refresh on your uh, on your laptop whatever you got to do and then listen to me on the phone as opposed to what however you're watching cuz there's a lag right so you're going to be catching my audio few seconds although that sounded like it was probably a a little bit more time than just a few seconds seemed like it was a few minutes ago all right mark we're gonna try this again see what we got see if we can do it mark can you hear me mark 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 (laughs) i see you trying Let's see if we can get it. Ah, sorry, Mark. I'm going to boot you. Damn. I tried, Mark. I tried. I can only sit in silence for too long. Lord Supreme says, Ryan loves to do eject cockpit. I love ejecting people. I could shoot this chicken across the screen a hundred (laughs) times. It's my favorite thing. Oh, it's so much fun. Donald comes in. Donald celebrates a month of membership. Donald, I thought you were a member longer than a month, but I love to have you all the same. He says, so if we fail to get Rodgers, do we settle with Zach? No. No. One, I don't think we're gonna have to worry about not getting Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would have to tell uh the world and the Packers that he wants to play for another team. That's the only way any other team's gonna trade or you know, trade for a quarterback with a $60 million price tag. They're not going to trade for Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, look, we got $60 million carrot hanging over your head. You better play for us. That would suck. (laughs) Like, hey, yeah, you had a Hall of Fame career. You have earned yourself the opportunity to kind of dictate where you go based on your current team wanting to just go a different direction. I think we're going to get Rodgers. I don't want to see any situation where it does not work out uh, without Aaron Rodgers, but I would not go back to Zach. I don't think that's the. I don't think that's going to be the play. William, what's up, dude? Welcome back to the cockpit. William, no, oh! <laughs> You guys and your internet. <laughs> Come on. Maybe it's me. I think my my stream might be lagging a little bit as far as uh, when you hop on to the the call which is a little frustrating, not going to lie, makes it kind of difficult to have video conversations. All right, let's try Mark again. Let's see if we can get Mark. I think that's probably what was happening with him. Mark, can you hear me? So this I have a little outlet that my router's plugged into. I click Damn it. Off. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Keep trying this. Uh, that's what happens. Maybe it's a me thing. If it's my, uh, someone someone else calling. Someone else, uh, right, Mark, I see you calling in again. I want to see someone else other than Mark and William calling, just so I could give it a, a good old whirl, see if it's maybe me or if it's one of those ID10T errors. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, but the audio feedback I was hearing from you, Mark, was audio from like three, four minutes ago. That's what's kind of throwing me out there. We'll see. Wild Wild Track says, dude's living in the multiverse. <laughs> right? Like he's, he's a few few minutes behind. It's okay. Clee says, Rogers is not coming to the Jets. He would have went for... Le- he should have, uh, we should have went for Lamar. Uh, well, you could still go for Lamar, but I don't think that's, uh, going to happen. I don't think Lamar is on the table. I, if I was think about this, Joe Douglas was from Baltimore. He understands how Baltimore thinks he was with that organization forever. I think he knows something we don't know. I don't know what that is, but there's a reason why we're not sniffing around. And maybe it's just cause we know we're going to get Aaron Rodgers. I think the Aaron Rodgers stuff has kind of been in the works since middle of the season when they realized like, oh no, we can't have Zach come back in. And Mike White is not the answer for next year. And we know there's some stuff going on with Aaron Rodgers because we're best friends. Our head coaches are best friends. Our GM is apparently close with uh, Goody, or whatever his name is, the Packers president. I think there's been a little, uh, I think they've known it could happen. I think there's no part of us that's going to go uh, in a different direction. I like Lamar, but I don't think there's a reason for us to do it. Megan says, how do you feel about Miles Murphy at 13 if he's there? Miles Murphy, that's the, uh, let me make sure, that's the. That's a tight end from Notre Dame, right? Do I have my, my people mixed up? Uh, Miles Murphy. This, I'm like, no, this is the edge rusher, right? Clemson. Interesting. I would not, uh, I don't want to go edge rusher though. That's my, that's kind of my thing. I, we're so strong across the defensive line and it doesn't seem like we're getting rid of Carl Lawson. So now you got Lawson and you got Huff and you got JJ, you got Clemens, and now you're going to add another first round talent. Like I still want to see Jermaine Johnson and I want to see Michael Clemens get more playing time. I don't really want to see another edge rusher. FM says, Fields does everything Lamar does, but 100 times better. Um, I don't think we're at that point yet. I do think uh, Fields and his stockier build is going to have him hold up better than maybe Lamar has. But it's really all about the knees. It's those like weird knee injuries that wind up having uh, happening to to Lamar. He's got what, two of them? Hopefully, uh, hopefully Fields can stay healthy. I would take the passer that is Lamar over Fields right now, but I like Fields' contract. The rookie deal. Very, very valuable. (laughs) <laughs> David says, uh, FM, I legitimately wonder how you have the energy to just watch this every day and troll, it's inspiring, honestly. Uh, now, I don't know what FM looks like. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's just got a whole army of trolls. <laughs> and it's like, no, you know what, FM? This is how I sort of envision you. You're here all the time. I see you pop into all the other jet streamers all the time. And I see you kind of doing your FM stuff. You know, I get it. And then I see like there's part of me that feels like maybe you're that guy, like uh in South Park when they do the what is it, the World of Warcraft episode. <laughs> and there's shit in there, click, 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 click. And you're just typing things that are getting people pissed off. That's how I envision you. Yeah. Maybe that's not the case. <laughs> but that he he is the troll that gets everyone fired up. And I love having you here. It's okay. I see some people saying, he's not trolling, he's just an idiot. <laughs> he's not trolling, he has no idea about football. He gets an A for effort, though. I, I don't completely disagree with all FM takes; it's only like 95% of them. We'll see where it all goes. Uh, we've got Jay calling in. Jay, how you doing tonight, brother? Can you hear me, Jay? Damn it, it's definitely me. It's 100% of me. I'm definitely lagging behind. So let's see how long it takes for him to hear me. It might take a while. Oh, man, my internet. It's got to be what it is. Sorry, Jay. I guess I'll just turn. I'm going to turn off the interview stuff for tonight because for some reason, it doesn't want to work. So we're just going gonna to talk a little bit in the chat. That's how we're going to conversate the rest of this uh, show here. Got about 40 minutes, plus or minus. I don't know what it is, but I keep getting something in my eye. Ah. FPP. Ryan is, Ryan, too nice a guy. You need a shadow realm. Yeah, friggin' uh, Asmund's got the shadow realm. I like that. It's a cool term. I guess I could ban people. I'm so, I'm bad with the shadow realm. I don't care. I have fun with it. Pierre, just tuned in. What's up, Ryan? I can never catch your live streams. Well, hopefully I get to do a few more of these uh, in the nuts. So distant future, glad you're hanging out. I like the live streams. Live streams are a lot of fun, especially when you're a a new dad and you have to spend a lot of time doing baby things because there's not as much setup with the live stream. Once you get it all kind of figured out, it's interactive. And that's kind of what sports is. Sports is kind of like this back and forth that we have. I really enjoy that. Ooh, so this is probably the cornerback that people were talking about. So Joey Porter Jr. is the corner. one of the top corners in this year's draft. And his father obviously played for the Steelers. So I think that's where the Steelers' trade-up comes in. It's people eyeballing, like, hey, maybe they want to get this guy. Lock in another Joey Porter. It'd be cool. I think corner might be the team, or it might be the position, that could warrant a trade-down. Unless somehow Jalen Carter falls... And the jets are willing to move back at that point i would like to trade down (laughs) kev says sports is you're wrong i'm right rants yeah it really is i like that sort of stuff there there's certain my favorite parts of sports is when someone triggers me just enough I have a very long fuse. It doesn't happen too often, but occasionally, especially if I've had a few cocktails hanging out a little bit, someone says something stupid. Now I got to let you know how I feel. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. I see David Garrard talking about something. Let's see what, uh, what did Harlan say? Mitt Flair, ah, okay. So here, here's the conversation that's kind of going. Mitt Flair says, I legitimately think the Rogers trade happens after the draft. Harlan says, Mitt Flair, you are correct. And then Gerard says, Harlan, that means then that the Jets don't take on 60 million. So where he's going with this is if it happens after the draft, that means there's nothing that really changes between – the Sunday after the draft, and the like, June 1st deadline. The June 1st deadline allows you to spread cap hit over two years. Now, some Packers fans are of the belief that they just want to get this trade done with now because they don't want to have to deal with the dead cap hit in two years. Let's just finish it in one season. That's possible. The other side of this is if the Packers have more salary cap space by spreading this over two years. Then the Jets can kind of dangle this carrot, the first-round pick that they really want. If I was the Green Bay Packers, the second this year is fine if there's a player that I really, really want to target. But if you could give me a first-round pick and I now have a five-year of controllable contract, that's that's the preferred route I'd want to go if I was Green Bay. They've got 10 picks in this year's draft already. Push, push some of the assets off a little bit. Who knows? Maybe you find out Jordan Love's not the guy. And then all of a sudden you have your ammo to get up into next year's draft to maybe select a different quarterback to compete. No, I don't think that's the case. I think Love's going to get all two years and they'll make a decision after that. Unless he just blows the doors off next year. But that $60 million, the Jets could say, hey, here's uh, here's the 2024 first, but you got to eat $20 million of the $60 million bonus that's coming to Aaron Rodgers because we don't want to have to pay all that dead cap hit. And I think the Jets could probably swing something like that post-June 1st if they include a higher draft pick like the Packers want. Because it's a give-and-take kind of thing, right? Like if the Packers want a first-round pick now, sorry, you got to give me something that I want that's more valuable than using all my picks on uh, players to surround Aaron Rodgers. Like there's no benefit to me trading him now or trading for him now when the same trade Uh, I mean, what, are you going to elevate the price on me in a 2024 pick? Okay, that's fine. Guess what? I know you still got to get rid of them. So I still got a little bit of, of negotiating power. I hope everything gets negotiated and it's not hanging over the whole summer. I would like to see this done in June. Let us roll into July. Knowing what we got. Loopy says, chances Skaronski is there for the Jets. I think it's possible. I think the first slot that I see him going is number... Is it eight or nine? Where did the Panthers trade up from? Uh, eight or nine to the Bears is where I kind of see them... Poss- see him possibly going. Because he they project him more as a guard. He could potentially play tackle. I see it going Skaronski to the Bears... Paris Johnson Jr. to the Titans. And then I think you look at Broderick Jones possibly through the Jets at number 12 or number 13. So uh, David says, so essentially we agreed to trade post June 1st and then we have to deal with the Packers beat idiot saying we gave up a first when the Packers eat 20 million. Yeah, so it we'll have to deal with that. If we wait till after June first and they say, Oh, I can't believe the Jets are so dumb they get a first year rental for Aaron Rodgers and blah, 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 blah. You might hear that. I one, I don't think it's gonna be a one year rental. And if it is, I'm willing to risk one first round pick. To have a very high percentage chance, as far as I've ever been as a Jet fan, uh, to get to a Super Bowl. I would risk that based on all the horrible draft picks I've seen us make in the past few years. Especially because I think Rodgers is the best quarterback you could possibly get for this year to make that happen. Now I still want it tied to like, I don't want to have to give up an unconditional first. But the only way I would would be if the Packers ate money on that contract. I think that's what provides the Jets value on the back end. When you're trying to re-sign some of your players, you get a little bit more you know, cap space and breathing room to work with. Maybe you have those hits come on in the years that you're eating Rodgers' dead cap hits, so that way you're clear of those things uh, beyond that. And he says, How about the Miami Jets back at it again? Yeah, they got Feeney, they got White, they got Berrios, they now have Robbie chosen or chosen Robbie Anderson. Um, good for him. I don't care. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. I would say two is probably not getting the ball all the way down to Robbie Anderson. So I don't know how concerned I am with that. His throws look like punts. Rob says, what happened to the discount that Quinnen was supposed to give us for signing his brother? Uh, Look, I don't think the Jets would have been smart to bank on a discounted deal from Quinnen just by signing his brother. That seems like it's uh, a bad, bad stretch there. I think you re-sign Quincy because you want Quincy here and because he has made it worth our while to retain him and i think he has i think he's shown enough upside that w- without Quinnen, i would have tried to resign quincy now if quinnon says hey i will take less money because you resign my brother i would love to see him follow through with it he doesn't have to i really don't think he does i think he's worth the 23 and a half plus million dollars a year that he's going to get because that's what the market dictates he uh should be at i was hoping we'd get him a little bit lower but the titans kind of jacked up the price Titans had their guy under contract for $18 million a year over the next three years. That's what we would have had Quinnen under contract for. Would have been the fifth year option plus two years of the franchise tag. I don't like using the franchise tag, but I think you can use it when trying to negotiate a contract. And say, look, this is where we got you for. Let's guarantee at least this much. And then, you know, if you sign a longer term deal, we'll guarantee a little bit more. But yeah, I don't know if he's gonna get a, uh, a discount. I don't know if we're gonna get a discount. I'll believe it when I see it. Loopy says, what would be a realistic surprise draft pick that is a plausible pick in your opinion? Tight end. It's weird, right? Tight end early would be a shocker for me. I don't really see it happening. We used a third on Ruckert last year. You restructured both guys in Uzama and Conklin, but if there's an outside uh, chance of like a weird position that would throw me for a loop, I think that's it. I like the tight ends more than the receivers coming out this year, but it's such a risk to take tight end in the first. Like you need an absolutely epic type tight end for that to even be worth it. Look at the last 10 years of tight ends taken in the first round. Not a good list. The first tight end off the board generally uh, very underwhelming. Dalton Kincaid from Utah is the one that I would probably have my sights on. Um, but again, we have tight ends figured out. I don't. I don't want us to go that route. If there was a thought that Douglas could include maybe Conklin in the uh, Green Bay trade, now maybe you consider that because you don't. You know. How long is Uzama really going to be here? Could you get out of uh, the contract after a year? I think that's probably the outside the box, but slightly plausible pick that could happen. Let's say something that's, I guess, a surprise realistic pick. At thirteen, you're probably talking defensive tackle, wide receiver, and offensive tackle. Those are those are, I think, the three positions maybe weird outside shot at safety. I hope that's not... I don't want to see them go that route. I think there's a bunch of good safeties in the second, third round that you could target. Hmm. Yeah, I would say tight end or... or defensive tackle would be possible, but definitely a surprise. Ah, Dallas says, Ryan, or sorry... The rant you had after the Jets beat the Rams in the tank for Trevor Lawrence year (laughs) lives rent-free in my head. You ended the stream saying, fuck the Jets. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was so mad. I'm not mad now, but man, could you imagine if the Jets had Trevor Lawrence on this team? Braden Mann made that not happen. (laughs) Braden Mann tackled the kick returner against the Rams that ended the shot of the Jets getting Trevor Lawrence. Now, we did wind up beating the Browns, I think, the following week, but I think the following week was when the Jaguars won as well. So if the Jets had just lost the Rams game, we would have had the first pick, would have had Trevor Lawrence, and uh, I would bet we'd be looking a little different right about now. Every now and then, I get one of those good rants going. (laughs) Get me all wound up. See what happens. Mr. Green Jeans. Interesting. <laughs> I like the uh the profile picture. Uh June would be great for an Aaron Rodgers trade because we have we would have two second round picks this year doesn't matter because this deal is pending round 1 swap and the trade will go down after the first round is done. Um I I think the the most likely situation are the, is that the Jets and Packers or the Jets in general, are waiting for what players are on the board at 13. I am much more likely to trade down from 13 to 15 with the Packers if the player I really covet is not there, or if three players that I really like, or two players that I really like, are there, and doing that trade alleviates something on the back end for the Jets. That's the only way this makes sense, is if... If the guy the Jets want, or a few guys the Jets want, are still there. So you're, you're not giving up value in the eyes of the Jets. You're just giving up, you know, those two slots so that the Packers can move in front of the Patriots. Maybe they get a wide receiver that they think isn't going to be there. Or maybe they get an heir apparent for, you know, an offensive lineman that they want to bring in. I don't know. I, I don't want to see them swap picks in the first. I don't want to see them trade either of their second's. I want this to be 2024 picks. David Hall says, I absolutely agree. We keep all our picks, uh, draft picks. Green Bay already has 10 picks. We don't need to help them. No way possible going into the draft. David, that's where I'm at, right? Like someone tell me why the Jets should trade right now or during the draft like what is the benefit someone's got to tell me this because i i don't see it like aside from being like oh it's nice we have aaron Rodgers here now does joe douglas strike you as someone that's like oh no, no i gotta make this move now because of the pressure no this dude's gonna get himself a good deal he knows it he's smart enough to understand exactly what i'm understanding right now and i'm sitting back here i'm like that doesn't feel like a smart move And I don't think the Packers are going to drag this out into training camp. I don't think they want that to happen. But I think Joe Douglas can give a little bit back to the Packers in the form of a 2024 fully guaranteed first round pick as the carrot if they eat some of that salary cap space. And that to me is worth it. I would much rather wait for this to happen in June and have less financial commitment on the back end of this contract than to have it happen right now just to make me feel better. Mark, I'm really excited. I'm sorry the call didn't work out. Uh, 50 plus years as a Jet fan, you do a great job. Really excited about this year. Thank you, dude. I really I have a blast. And really, it's it's only a blast because <laughs> everyone in the chat makes it makes me have fun. Otherwise, I'm just talking to myself here. It gets lonely. So I appreciate you guys feeling that I am worthy of wasting your time with. It does not go unnoticed. Franco says, any defensive lineman you're looking at and at what round? I'll be honest, I don't really um, know many of the defensive tackles outside of probably the top two rounds. I would have to do more research. This is probably the least prepared for a draft that I have honestly felt in the last few years. And a lot of it has to do with the Aaron Rodgers news going on, Uh, You know, what picks are we gonna have? Us being outside of the top 10 makes it, you know, maybe a little less mystery as to where we could go with our picks. And then the strength of the draft and like our weaknesses just, a, it, I shouldn't say the strength of the draft, but the strength of these top few picks appear to be with the three tackles. We had tackle issues all last year. So I'm just kind of like plugging. I'm like more so plugging in players in in slots as opposed to like specific players. There's a few guys I like later on at linebacker or center If they did want to wait, but defensive tackle, I'm not as knowledgeable on as far as like the deeper prospects in this year's class. Kevin says, uh, can you envision Carter falling to the Jets at 13? I definitely can. I was saying this earlier, though. I don't think I want the Jets to do that. Um, I don't think I want to make the pick of Carter, and here's why. I had issues with Kayvon Thibodeau last year because of personality traits that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I ended up being, I don't know if I would call it right, but me wanting sauce at four clearly ended up being the better, um, the better route, I think, at this particular point in time. So Carter sort of gives me similar vibes, but in a worse sense. Like for me, Thibodeau's personality was more so like a me kind of a guy, which is okay, I can live with that. Carter seems like he's got poor judgment and like, I didn't get that vibe from Thibodeau. Maybe, maybe a little arrogance from him, but I'm getting the arrogance and like the not so great character concerns of Jalen Carter. You heard bad, uh, character concerns in December. You went into January. He has the, 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 street racing accident, uh, where the two people, I think it was two people that passed away. Then he goes to the combine he gets called back. He has to go post bail in, uh, I think it was Georgia. Comes back to the Combine. And now you're thinking, okay, look, very weird situation. Let's see how everything plays out. You know, what What type of, uh, what has he told teams? Because he was meeting with teams. And if he didn't disclose that this was going on, and then he gets pulled away. Now, now people are like, well, hold on. You're telling me you were part of the street racing thing and you knew something was looming and you didn't tell us when he was in his interview process? How he handled it with teams at the Combine, I think, is going to be very important. But then you go beyond that, and you say, okay, he had a rough Combine. I understand things happened. This could be a very, very weird situation to go into. Like, not not a common thing to have happen. But this guy's a, a top talent. He's going to blow the doors off his pro day. Well, guess what? He showed up nine pounds overweight, blew all the drills. Like, absolutely, like, not a good showing from him. And he doesn't want to interview with any teams outside the top 10. Sorry, dude. I am out on Jalen Carter. I I don't care how good he is. I'll take defensive tackle two over Jalen Carter, even though he was considered to be like arguably the best player in this draft. I will let someone else roll that dice. That is a personality that you are rolling the dice on, that you're telling the rest of your team like this is someone that we believe in. Now, the other side of that coin, if the Jets do make this selection, the way they will spin it to us is we believe we have the support structure in place for Jalen Carter to succeed. We believe our defensive line strength. We believe in our locker room, our leaders in there. We can get his mind right. We are what he needs to have a successful career. That's how it will be spun. And that's fine. But for me, if I'm making the pick, I'd rather go with someone else. I want someone who's hundred percent all about ball, and Carter doesn't seem to be the guy that I think Douglas or Sal is really in love with. Now, someone outside the box that I do think is absolutely awesome. If I look, I'm not gonna call this pick because it's not a pick that I think should happen. But a car, but a player I really love, Nolan Smith oh man this guy just oozes oozes leadership this is Jalen Carter's teammate from Georgia listen to how Jalen uh Nolan Smith handled the questions about Jalen Carter at the combine and they were asking him about all the different situations and things that are going on leadership 100% guy blew the doors off the combine crazy fast speed He's someone I would keep a really keen eye on because you don't know what happens. Bryce Huff is not here beyond this year. He's got a second-round tender. Carl Lawson is on a one-year contract right now. Nolan Smith, five years, potentially as an edge rusher. Now, I think he's too light to do that. I think he's going to have to transition a linebacker for us. And I do think the Jets kind of want to see what they have in Sherwood if they've developed him behind the scenes. You got what a year, maybe two out of C.J. Mosley if he restructures. Quincy, you just resigned. I don't know, but Carter, I'm out on Carter at thirteen. I don't, I don't want him. Thu Thatch says us Jaguars fans would like to say thanks to the Jets for Trevor Lawrence when that whole thing went down. I actually got on Jacksonville radio, <laughs> not not me personally but the guys that were on Jacksonville radio were talking about me because I was so distraught that the Jets wound up winning. Ugh. Not a great thing to hang my hat on, but it's kind of cool that uh, that they ran into me. Andrew Yale. Ryan, dream scenario in the draft for the first three picks. Broderick Jones, center of your choice. If you think it's John Michael Smith's, think of someone else, I don't care. Safety of, uh, center of your choice. And then I'm looking, I think it's safety. If like Antonio Johnson is there from Texas AM, I'm keeping an eye on him. I, I really like the idea of going offensive tackle, center safety. Now you can you can you could talk me into defensive tackle as a second pick in the second round. You could talk me into linebacker. But that's where I would go. That's where I feel the value is. Ooh, NY Jets fan four says the sauce documentary looks like it's gonna be awesome. I did not know. that. I've been out of the, uh, loop as far as I didn't know there was a documentary coming out about sauce. Love it. I'll watch it. Ryan, what's the gear you're wearing for the draft stream? Depends on the weather. If it's, uh, if it's hot out, probably gonna be wearing a t-shirt. If it's a little chillier out. Uh, Maybe I'll wear my, my green, like kind of hoodie. I got like this like stretchy spandexy kind of hoodie. Big fan of that. Last year (laughs) I had on my, did I have it on? I think I had it on. Maybe I didn't. Two years ago, I had the, the Wall Street Wilson shirt on underneath my jersey. I was like, I knew it was happening. Last year I called the sauce pick, but I don't think I ordered the shirt until after I had the shirt designed Cause I was like, I think it was like a month in advance. I had the artwork, you know, approved, but what gear am I wearing for the draft stream? Ooh, actually O'Leary Greenbean and I have a shirt coming out to kind of represent the new channel. So maybe that's something I'll wear. I'm really excited to show that design. That's going to be a fun one. This is, this has been one that's been, we've been going back and forth with the design for like three weeks. Two weeks? That'll be fun. I sent in the final proof today. Hopefully they have it sent back for tomorrow because then maybe we'll give away that shirt on the Talking Jets panel tomorrow. Slugo, that was a good call last year on sauce, Ryan. Thank you. (laughs) Everyone called me crazy. They were like, that's stupid. You got to take the edge rusher. I was like, I get it. I understand that. Man, I would love to find a way to get sauce. Man, was I right? <laughs> I love the reaction on draft day. I was calling it, I was saying it. Sauce, sauce, sauce. And they actually did it. They did it. I was sweating bullets when the when the Texans were like, cornerback, ugh. not Sauce Gardner. Branco comes in and says, I believe John Michael Smith's to the Jets is a smokescreen. He is not a zone blocking scheme fit. I think Joe Tittman. Best center for the Jets. I also get the feeling that John Michael Smith isn't gonna make it out of the first round. I think the Giants at 25 could pull the trigger on him. I'm fine with the Jets having a smokescreen. They've met with him at the Senior Bowl, at the Combine. They have a top 30 visit scheduled with him, or have already met with him at this point, probably. Um, I think it could totally be a smokescreen. I would just be surprised if the Jets didn't take a center. So you saying the Jets going possibly the Wisconsin center and Titman, I'm on board with that. Wisconsin seems to just pump out offensive linemen. I'm all uh, all about that. Anthony S. says, I'd honestly take Kalijah Cansey in the first round. Yeah, I would I would take him uh, over Carter. I really would. Here's FM chiming in. He says, Ryan, they said the same about Warren Sapp and Laramie Tunsell. Different stories. Um... I don't remember – put it this way. I was too young to understand the Warren Sapp stuff. Uh, the Warren Sapp stuff, the, my knowledge is like the Jet fans wanted him and like Jets didn't take him. I knew there was some sort of character concerns that people were talking about, but I don't I don't actually know what was going on with the Sapp stuff. With the Laramie Tunsil stuff, it was a gas mask thing that happened like during the draft. So teams were scrambling trying to figure out what wound up happening. The Jets, from what I was hearing at that time, were trying to get up to get Laramie Tunsil. And they couldn't get the trade done. I would have gone up for Laramie Tunsil. I have no issue with Tun- no issues with Tunsil. I had no issues with uh, Lyell Collins a few years ago. I would have taken him too. Now, well, no, I shouldn't say at the time because at the time he was under investigation because like I think his girlfriend like drowned in a pool or something, and like he was cleared of it. It was not like no nothing on him, but he wound up going undrafted. He wound up signing with the Cowboys. I don't know. There's something about Carter. If he blew up his pro day or at least looked ready and didn't have this whole, I'm not talking to people outside the top 10, then maybe I I consider it. Jacob says, where's Bryce Huff's money? Uh, He's on the one year $4 million tender. $4.5 million tender, I think is what it is second round tender so he's not getting a contract this year he's in a prove-it year that's what they're saying to him Um, oh no fm i would even trace sauce for carter d tackle is more valuable than cornerback especially when we already have dj Reed, michael carter at all oh this is going to be a fun one time out <laughs> sorry uh branco drops in and says ryan are you going to the jets draft party at metlife on the 27th no <laughs> come on branco where you been Me, O'Leary, Green Bean, we do our draft stream during the draft. We'll be right here. All three days, every hour of the draft. We're coming on live an hour before rounds one, before rounds two and three on day two, and then day three with the final four rounds. We're just gonna start it right when the draft starts because it's like way, 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 uh, way too long day four day four we were done with our picks like within the first hour of day four we sat there for like three hours after that it's like oh maybe we'll trade back up (laughs) we'll see what happens no you got to be here dude i'll be here i've been at the at the jets draft party at MetLife. it's a good time and with the giants picking at 25 uh at least they won't shut it down you won't be able to watch picks 26 through 32 though because they end it after the the nfl team's final pick after the jets or giants final pick it is fun especially when you can go on the field i uh, i haven't looked into it just because we do the draft stream on this channel um but i would uh if you're not gonna watch us and you don't care the MetLife stuff is fun i've I've gone twice and they do a, a nice job it's fun when you can go on the field i haven't been able to go on the field the last few years Kev Chata says the Titans did that extension because they are not in win now mode. We are, we are. So Quinnen needs to wait. Um, yeah, I think there is something to that. Like when you're a, a team that's clearly not competing this year, which is what I think the Titans are when you're, when you're saying they're talking about moving on from Derrick Henry, you lost your left tackle. Um, them paying a bigger contract right now is a little bit of a kick in the gut because I was hoping to get Quinnen a little bit cheaper. Bronx kid, Ryan, I got to catch up with all you guys. Been in Hawaii on vacation. Dude, that's awesome. I've never been to Hawaii. Always wanted to go. I went to Aruba for my uh, my honeymoon. So I got to figure out a way to get to Hawaii at some point. Rico says John Michael Smith plays in his own blocking scheme. He's just not overly athletic. What you see is what you're gonna get for the most part. I mean, he's uh, he seems like Steady Eddie. A mess. <laughs> Green bean sauce reaction. LOL. It's fun to give him shit about it. I, hey, look, I was very very surprised with the. I guess my, my my reaction to the Wilson pick wasn't too bad. The the Garrett Wilson one the hall pick in the second round where we traded up i was for sure thinking that we were trading up for nicobe dean and nicobe dean was someone i would have taken potentially at 10 or in a trade down i really like nicobe dean uh and for the jets to trade up and get like a running back when i was like i'm all about michael carter i'm fine michael carter mid-round back blew the doors off me i was like what (laughs) what do you mean we're going with a running back i was wrong i was incorrect Franco says, Rico, yes, he does at college. Let's see, what did, what did Rico say earlier? Um, oh, zone blocking scheme. Titman ran a 4.86 at his pro day with a great three cone, weighs 320 pounds. Ooh. I like Titman. I like a lot, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of centers in this draft I like. I don't think you have to reach on one. I kind of wish we had a third round pick because that's that was the round I was kind of eyeballing. Was really hoping, Zachary. We celebrate the draft here. Damn right. Uh, Andrew says Ryan. When would Hard Knocks make a decision? I actually don't know the answer to that question. I wish I did, but I think the Jets are a lock to get it. I would be absolutely stunned if the Jets did not get or were not told. Hey, you are doing uh, hard knocks this year. Kev Chattis says, Ryan and crew gonna reach 5,000 live views. Uh, I think we peaked somewhere around 2,300 live views last year. That might've been when we traded up for Jermaine Johnson. Uh, But each year it gets bigger and bigger. So hopefully, uh, I mean, damn, we get 5,000 live views at one point. Maybe we'll do like a contest. (laughs) We'll see how many people could have uh, have the stream open at the same time, and you got to send us proof, like some sort of picture. And everyone that sends us a picture of at least like five screens up gets a uh, gets qualified for one of the jerseys or something, something silly like that. Maybe that's how we get to five thousand. <laughs> we have two thousand people, and everyone puts on at least two or three streams. We'll get over that, right? Outside the box thinking. Uh, Harlan Abram says Tigo will be with you. So will Frankie from Flatbush. Tego's definitely going to be on. Uh, we I asked Green Bean about Frankie, but I don't think Frankie's making content anymore. I would have uh, would have loved to have him on. <laughs> so Loopy goes with this. You need more super chats to go to Hawaii. <laughs> so he sends in another one. He says Hawaii Foundation need a lot more super chats to go. Thank you, Loopy. <laughs> I uh, right now I would I don't know what I would say. Super chats are going to probably baby stuff right now. (laughs) That's where all the, all the funds go. I still get to have some fun. I enjoy it. I appreciate it. The fact that you guys are just hanging out, uh, in here, you know, regardless of any super chats, is just more of a more than I could ever ask. So thank you. Uh, Hennessy says who's coming on the first night. So we don't really know, right? Like, the people that i reached out to that were in the trailer that you guys saw i had asked for them for day 2 or day 3 at their convenience whatever whatever times you know they kind of would would work best for them i'm going to i'm going to reach out and get more specific time frames for for a lot of the people but there's a few in there that uh i have given free reign because i felt that they're um they're what's the right word for this they're following their like Asmin Richie like the, like the guys that have been around the channel for a long time and they got other stuff going on where they're doing streams like Richie I think is probably gonna hop on day two, I would imagine. I think last year he was on like his stream. <laughs> And our stream at the same time. It was pretty funny. I don't remember exactly how it worked. I think he was on like stream yard plus the link that I sent him. Um, so we'll see how that, how that all shakes out. But yeah, I don't think we're going to have anyone coming on the first night. We were talking to Connor Hughes, but it sounds like SNY isn't going to let him come on. Uh, cause he has to be ready for everything that could potentially be going on, but man, that would have been so cool. I would have been really pumped to get Connor. Uh, who else we got? We got Johnny. We got. I got a whole bunch of people coming on. Blewett, Sabo, Nania. Oh, fun story about Bluett, By the way, this is this is funny. So <laughs> after Bluett came on the the Talking Jets panel two weeks ago, I was like, oh, he, he's the last shirt I sent him was the Wall Street Wilson shirt. He he's like, ah, dude, I can't wear the shirt. Right, we're not we're not really wrapping the Wilson thing right now. I was like, all right, I understand. I'll send you a shirt, and I kind of surprised him. I didn't really like. I didn't tell him officially I was really going to send it. I just, I had his shipping address and I sent him out a shirt. I knew his size. I figured he's, he's working out. He's not, not gaining any weight. I sent him a t-shirt and it was one of my, uh, actually, I don't know if you guys have even seen it, but it's, oh no, it's on, it's on the little thing that's scrolling right here. I have an ejected shirt where it says Jets Talk 24 seven on the front and on the back it's got the chicken getting launched out of a slingshot. And, uh, so I send the, send the shirt. I'm watching the tracking info behind the scenes. I was like, all right, I'm waiting for Joe's text. And I see it delivered, you know, 12 o'clock in the afternoon on such and such date. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to wait. A day goes by and he goes, I get it. As I'm walking out of work, I get a t- uh, text. Yo, did you send me a shirt? I was like, oh yeah, you're damn right. I did. I saw it got there, blah, blah, blah. And he, uh, he sends me a picture of it. Let me, uh, You know what? I'll show you what the picture is because <laughs> it's not the shirt I sent him at all. Uh, Let's see if you guys can see this. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. I, like it's a good day to integrate reflexes <laughs> with like flowers and smiley faces and stuff. I was like, dude, so someone else wound up with a stock shirt and they're going to be very confused. <laughs> oh, I love me some It. That would happen to him. I hope he, I hope the next time It's on, he's wearing that shirt. And he thinks of me. I hope it's even his size. <laughs> that, that would even be cool. Oh. Huh. Pierre says, I need a new Jets t shirt, socks, underwear, and bed sheets. I've got some nice high thread count bed sheets. I I went big. When we moved into the house, we were like, all right, we gotta buy a new mattress. Our mattress from the apartment's gonna go in the guest room. Never owned a new mattress before. So I'm talking about bed sheets and stuff. Went out and got myself a purple mattress. Oh man, if you have ever laid on a purple mattress or you have not laid on a purple mattress, I highly suggest you lay on a purple mattress. And if you have to get a new mattress and you're looking at something that you will enjoy every time you lay down. I legitimately enjoy going to sleep. I was, I'm always like a night owl. I'm trying to stay up and do all the stuff I can because I don't have enough hours in a day. Oh man, the purple mattress. <laughs> it is so comfortable. It's like sleeping on a goddamn cloud. Incredible. Kev Chetta, on draft weekend, you should be sponsored by Coors Light and Corona, etc. So actually, I work with a bunch of, uh, distributors. so I work at the golf course we buy a bunch of booze and, and liquor and beer and stuff from distributors. Um, and actually one of the guys that I, I work very closely with on one of our very big outings um, is a Jets fan. He's offered tickets to me like multiple times in the past really great guy uh, works for William and Grant and really nice dude would love to have a sponsorship with one of those types of companies because they they have a crazy marketing budget. Um, but I feel uncomfortable. I don't, I, any sponsorships that I ever have, I don't reach out to anyone. <laughs> it's literally, if they come to me with an idea and they're like, hey, we want to do this. I'd be like, all right, well, let me try this. And a lot of times I'm turning down stuff. Um, I have jumped at ads in the past, uh, and I felt uncomfortable doing it at times. So I'm only going to do stuff that I actually, actually believe in. I think that's a, that's important to do. Um, actually I'll sponsor myself just now. Uh, if you guys are interested in any of the gear that I use to make all this stuff work and happen and, and you know, stuff, or maybe you're a dad and you're looking at dad gear and you want to impress your wife in the description down below, I added a little link. It says my gear, it's an Amazon uh, storefront. So you guys pay Amazon prices and then I get a little kickback, uh, with no increase to you guys. So there's like Jets gear on there. There's Uh, dad gear if you want to impress your wife and you're like oh man the baby was it the tush baby let me tell you how many old ladies come up to me in Trader Joe's talking about the tush baby (laughs) it's incredible I feel like a rock star but yeah no, I I like the sponsorship stuff I just gotta figure out uh, what I like to be sponsored by be nice We're in talks with a few teams. We got a, might be giving away a brand new tailor-made Spider GT putter. We'll see. Maybe I go that. (laughs) Loopy says, buy a diaper. You have to change it though. (laughs) I I change diapers all the time. Got no problem. My wife watched me change a diaper the other day and I guess she must just not have watched me change diapers a lot because either she's changing the diaper or I'm changing the diaper and then the other one is usually not hawking over the other one. So I'm holding Shay and I've got Shay's feet, <laughs> it's both feet in one hand. I'm holding her up and I'm just like, doing all the changing stuff. And my wife is like, you've got to be kidding me. How did you do that? <laughs> I can't do that with one hand. It's a mess for me. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I, uh, I've got, uh, the hand size. Oh, look at the Finns fan in here saying the Jets are poverty coming from the team picking up the Jets' sloppy seconds. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, getting me all wound up. Finns fan, thank you for dropping in. Getting a little excited. FM says, Ryan, I'm having a baby in June. My wife is excited. Going to be a girl. Shay was born in June. Congratulations, my friend. Uh, It is an experience that I would say is totally different than everything I've ever experienced before. And the best way I can put it is you don't know how much your parents loved you until you have a kid of your own. That was how it was worded to me. And I thought that was really well put because I always knew my parents loved me, but man, I love my daughter. <laughs> I would do anything for her. She is mm, she's one of my best friends. I obviously love hanging out with her. <laughs> I could, we we got we were hanging out on the couch the other day, just I'm falling asleep, she's taking a nap. All over the place. Kevin says the Dolphins are getting her STDs. (laughs) Hey, yeah, Robbie Anderson, you're having fun down there, right? Yeah, Mike White, Feeney, Barrios. Yeah, okay. The only reason Mike White's down there is because he knows your quarterback's not staying healthy. Mike White's going to have his best shot to start playing for the Finns, which I love me some Mike White, but that means you got two quarterbacks that can't stay healthy for a full season. I think Brady is probably the one that is realistically going to be the quarterback that ends the season for your team. Uh, I think that's more interesting than who starts the season for your team. Ah, Carl Bananas. Look, at you go. Currently rocking my daughter to sleep to your show. Little bananas, bunch of bananas. What are those? Little bananas, plantains. What are those called? Little tiny bananas. Sleep tight, kid. You're loved. Oh, look at him. Well, you guys got Zach Wilson. Yeah, well, we have Zach Wilson, but that doesn't mean he's going to be our starter. <laughs> Does anyone believe Zach Wilson is actually going to be the starter for the Jets this year? We'll see how uh, how excited you are when you... Uh, didn't, wait, didn't you guys lose to Zach Wilson? <laughs> you would have lost a second time if we, like, had any healthy offensive linemen. I don't think you're the one that should be throwing stones in a glass house, my friend. All right, we are at the end of this show. So 10 o'clock has rolled around. Let's uh let's wrap it all up. Quinnen's going to get paid at some point this offseason. Aaron Rodgers trade. I'm hoping it doesn't happen until after the draft. uh. And I'm hoping the Jets go tackle and center with their top two picks. Boys and girls, we are going to be back tomorrow, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock for our 10 o'clock, or sorry, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock for our talking Jets panel. And then after that, we're doing the 10 o'clock mock for members only. So make sure you hang out and uh, tune in. If you guys are uh, done, with today's show, and you're heading out, make sure you hit that like button on the way out. It goes a long way, boys and girls. It's been a lot of fun. My name is Jets Talk. My name is Ryan. This is Jets Talk signing off. J E T S.
0: I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never
3: have to feel like you got to do it by yourself.
2: Family else, Under pressure,
3: sacked by Quinn and Williams. Right side, Bob,
2: got it.
0: You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other.
2: This one, the Mims. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder.
0: To be able to go out and, and lead these guys, just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them, and then you get that chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us it kind felt like kind of like a sign, like give yeah, like a second chance almost.
2: Yes, extra pushes! Running left! Maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker room. Touchdown chest!